0: Listening to Avocado Toast, which is a member of the Ace Podcast Network. Uh yeah, I'm recording. Okay, now I just hit the record button. So Hoopla. That sounds like a load um, of hoopla.
1: So great. Um all right well welcome to avocado toast uh episode 19 19? It's almost wow. as old as us. I've been no- I know I've been Nicole for 19 episodes can you believe that uh,
0: Yeah you know that when you first started saying that I was like what the fuck is Nicole doing
1: I really wish I knew <laughs> that's that's the million dollar question every day Yeah Um all right we have kind of a heavy episode obviously because yeah. this is being recorded on October 6th. Um, but we'll get to we'll get to the biggest bit of news probably at the end because it segues right into what our main topic is going to be um should yeah. we announce what the topic is now uh
0: yeah we're going All right, to... we're gonna <laughs> me or you you okay we are gonna be doing um uh we're gonna be talking about gun policy
1: yeah so we can just we're we're just going to we're just going to move right on through it. This episode's not going to be quite as bouncy. That's a bouncy. weird that's a weird <laughs> adjective to use. <laughs> it's just not going to be quite as like high energy and fun because it's a pretty serious topic yeah. that it's high time, you know, is discussed. Um but what's the other what's the other news? Let's let's go right into our okay, news section. So
0: the first bit of news we have is that the um the chairman of the Standing Rock Sioux tribe was um, voted out of office. Um, he was the person. Oh, shit. Who, yeah, he was the person who had led the fight against um, the Dakota Access Pipeline, um, which if you want, I could do a whole episode about that. Just, you know, comment or message or whatever us. Um, so, yeah, uh, so he was voted out probably probably due to the fact that um, the rest of the tribe was annoyed that the pipeline was built. is currently pumping oil. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay. Uh, In addition to this, uh, unrelated, um, so Catalonia, which I'm... I, okay, so Catalonia has been trying to gain independence from Spain. I have been speaking to Nicole and also to my friend Bryce, who is currently abroad in Spain. Uh, rest in peace. And...
1: Uh, oh, my God. He's
0: not dead. Can you be <laughs> clear about that? Yeah. Amy and I talk about him like he's dead, though, because we miss him so much.
1: Well, the only reason I, <laughs> I wanted know, to... I know. I know the uh, listeners. Clear- <laughs> Well, no, j- no, also just because, like, the, as we'll get into, like, the protesters were attacked by police. Yeah, yeah. Um, and there Bryce were, like. Bryce is
0: fine. I don't know if anyone died. He is but alive.
1: Bryce is fine. He's alive. <laughs> um, fuck. Uh,
0: yeah, and I still don't entirely understand what's happening. So what I can gather is that Catalonia is um, essentially a territory um, of Spain, similar to Puerto Rico and the U.S., Um, However, Mm -hmm. Catalonia um, is trying to gain independence, whereas um, here, Puerto Rico is trying to gain statehood. It's different. Um, So what has been happening is that uh, there was a vote that was held that basically, it was like 90% in favor of independence from Spain Mm -hmm. in Catalan. And, oh, just kidding. In Catalonia, I... I'm not entirely yes, sure. Yes, in Catalonia. Yes. Um, so I'm sure the reports are, you know, somewhere between 400 and 500 right now in terms of how many people were injured. Um, but one of the sources I have mm-hmm. from earlier this week uh, said that Catalan officials say at least 337 people have been injured as police use force to prevent voting in Catalonia's independence referendum. Yeah. Right. Um, so so yes. can
1: I... I can... Okay, I wanted to say that, like, the reason why police were even there is because Spain sent in police in, like, riot gear, if I remember correctly, um, to stop this referendum because Spain saw it as uh, an illegal referendum, Mm -hmm. um, which is just... Spain has employed many different tactics to try to stop Catalonia from gaining independence because they want to keep it as a territory because Catalonia is actually... Um, a pretty significant moneymaker for the spanish economy yeah um i think i want to say it has to do with oil but i don't quote me on that i'm not entirely sure i just know that like some some kind of export of theirs is pretty crucial actually to um the spanish economy and so because of that spain was like we're gonna say that your uh referendum is illegal and you know Just be, like, you know, you voting to gain independence doesn't mean shit because, like, we're still in control of you. And so they sent in police, and um, it got violent. Um, And so, yeah, like we said, there was quite a lot of protesters who got really badly injured um, during this.
0: Yeah, Um, and the king, uh, King Philippe, has uh, made a statement saying that Uh, The Independence Party is demonstrating unacceptable loyalty towards the powers of the state, a state that represents Catalan interests, um, and they are putting the economic and social stability of Catalonia and Spain at risk, which is garbage. Right. Just wanted to make that clear. Um, Mm -hmm. So hopefully we will be able to keep you updated on uh, Catalonian uh, independence and um, be able to provide more information on that as the situation um, continues. Mm-hmm. Um, so Australia is thinking that they might raise their voting age to 21.
1: Oh yeah, I saw something about this. There's actually uh, I saw it was like two um, different parties who are pretty diametrically opposed. Yeah. Um, yeah, you had one party that had a pretty I'm not pretty young, but, like, a relatively young representative who actually is pushing to get it lowered to, like, 16. Yeah. Um, Whereas the other party, which is way more conservative and headed by this, like, old woman, Mm -hmm. um, wants it to be raised to 21 because she was, like, um, this old woman was, like, oh, like, teens have no business being in politics. They don't know what they're talking about. All this other stuff. And my interesting... Like, the in, the interesting thing to me about that is this woman is so dirt old... Yeah. ...that <laughs> um, any policies that she and her party tries to, like, push or implement... ...is not going to actually affect her generation. So, all in all, I'm... Like, her age group should really not be involved in politics... ...because the politics that are decided now are not going to fucking affect her... Yeah. ...before she dies. You're right. Um, So anyone and like obviously jesse and i being hot 20 year old single (laughs) women um are uh well single woman and single gender (laughs) non-conforming individuals are (laughs) um yes um are like heavily involved in politics and we actually have been i like to think that we've been relatively like politically kind of in the know since like forever since i was in the womb 16 (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's true. Jesse's always been very, very No, hip I'm just and kidding. Definitely like since um, like early high school. Yeah, yeah. I know that when I was I started really getting into feminism and all that stuff when I was around seventeen. Mm-hmm. Um so like, you know, we are right around that age that people are saying, Oh, they have no business being in politics when in fact, as we will see with other bits of news, the policies that are being made right now are going to be directly affecting us yeah. pretty yeah. immediately as us hr 36 or whatever that fucking um is. is
0: that the one that banned abortion because after 20 weeks because that is what yeah. i was going to reference next
1: excellent i'm so good at doing segues <laughs> how about you give us the uh, rundown
0: okay so it's not like i have heard conflicting things i don't know if it's passed the senate um but i was told that trump endorsed it um the house passed a bill on tuesday banning most abortions after 20 weeks of pregnancy which is um in the second trimester is it early in the second trimester
1: i'm not entirely sure on that all i know is that the way that this was framed like um i can't i don't remember if it was the person that like actually proposed the bill or if it was just someone who supported it but it was uh someone mentioned like oh you know oh you know what yeah it was someone who supported it it was um this person that was part of the like Oh god, some like Susan B Anthony blah 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 which like how fucking dare you yeah. use that woman's yeah. name. Um anyway, but like look at it that's that's a different thing, but like she's part of this like foundation um that's dedicated to pretty much stripping women of their rights, but um she was like, "Oh, finally like we can um put an end to like late uh late term abortions." Blah blah blah. This bitch doesn't know. First of all, for anyone who is unaware, um, Late-term abortions are almost 100% of the time categorized as being in the third trimester because yeah. it's pretty late. Yeah. Um, The third trimester, for those who also don't know, starts at 28 weeks. Yeah. There is a big difference between 20 weeks and 28 weeks, and a lot of development can, like, happen in between that time, but it doesn't even fucking matter because, like, just, like, the fact of the matter is this is... 20 weeks does not count as a late-term abortion as far as yeah. i know
0: no you're right like medically it's not late term so yeah
1: and the whole reason for this bill was like oh it's it's being dubbed as like the no the no pain unborn child act or some stupid shit like that yeah. um
0: like, it's uh <laughs>
1: I think, I think Jesse and I are just too emotionally exhausted to really (coughs) get into just how stupid this whole thing is. Um, You're right. (laughs) But last I heard was it was expected to die in the Senate.
0: Okay, good, good. Um, Okay, uh, other news is that according to NBC News, Egyptian police are using queer dating apps to track down gay people. And yeah. Persecute them or kill them or both. Um, I'm not sure. Um, probably both.
1: Mhm. Um.
0: Either I way, it's dangerous. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um. So if you're Egyptian and you happen to listen to this podcast somehow, uh, and you're yeah. queer, um, our if suggestion you know someone is
0: who's, yeah, yeah.
1: If you know, <laughs> yeah, Jesse was gonna say if you know if he, someone he, who.
0: Jesus. Fuck. (laughs) If you know someone who is queer and in Egypt or is in Egypt and might know queer people, like definitely make sure that they know.
1: Yeah. Stay
0: safe out there. Yeah. I think they're um, arresting these people. Mm hmm. So. um, And then also, uh, according to Radio France International, uh, two women were murdered in Marseille uh, which is oh, a, yeah. it's a somewhat large city in the south of France. Um, they were murdered, uh, uh, by being stabbed to death, um, by someone, uh, I guess just on the street. Um, he cried out Allahu Akbar, which is, I, the reason I bring this up is because someone's got to say it. So it's going to be me. The French hate Muslims. They hate them like more than mm-hmm. Americans hate them, which is kind of insane.
1: Yeah, um, cuz America's very Islamophobic.
0: Yeah. And like the reason that I bring this up is because like I'm sorry, like I don't know what to like do, but like this shit is like n- not helpful to the like view of muslims in france and i know a lot of french people aren't you know like that woke but like (laughs) if if you like are in france or you know know someone who's in france like make sure that they know that like this isn't hashtag not all muslims like yeah yeah because
1: i would also argue um any kind of like person who is using uh uh islam or any religion really to carry out these you mean r- muslim what did i say
0: you said islam islam is the religion muslim is the person who follows the religion
1: right i i meant to use the i meant to use islam but i don't think i worded the sentence correctly anyone okay no 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 yeah no i was gonna say anyone who is using islam as like the the religion um, yeah. or any religion in general to carry out, you know, these extremely awful acts of violence, I would argue aren't actually part of the religion. Like...
0: Yeah, no, they're not. Like, Islam is an extremely peaceful religion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just so shitty that, like, he had to use the word of God while he was stabbing these women. Like, I'm... Mm, okay. When someone
1: uh claims to identify with something especially a religion and then uh does something that is the like direct antithesis of that religion it's safer to say that that person is not part of that religion because that's i guarantee you not what that religion is actually trying to preach
0: yep yep you are correct okay um and then the last bit of news which is what we were all um expecting was that uh there was a mass shooting in las vegas on um october 1st um sorry can i say one concert? thing yeah
1: i want to start us off by saying there was a terrorist attack in vegas yeah
0: okay yes yes yeah because yeah. this is also there...
1: part of what we're going to be talking about we'll, we'll talk about how this attack is being discussed in the media but we'll get into that in a second jesse can give the rest of the details
0: yeah so there was a terrorist attack in las vegas Um, the shooter killed, I think, upwards of... It's
1: 58 people so far.
0: Yes. Yeah, I was going to go with upwards of 50. Um, several hundred have been wounded. Over Um, 500. There have been... Yes. I, I you know, I don't have any of the links open, so I'm trying to not, like, give the wrong numbers. No, it's Um, fine, so... Yeah. There are efforts going on right now to, um, help victims, uh several of the victim well not several sorry there has been um, like a really wonderful story about one of the victims uh, was shot while trying to get um, a bunch of people out of the concert and now he's going to potentially have to live with a bullet in his neck for the rest of his life
1: Jeez. but um, how is that
0: a good story it's a good story because he uh, what is what makes me feel like it's a good story is that he was going out of his way to go back and save people despite the risk. Okay, that's You know, like he wanted to keep people safe and he was doing like, he was being clear-headed while everyone else was panicking, you know, and he saved lives. So that's why I wanted to make mention of it. Yeah, yeah. So um, Nicole and I are going to be talking now about gun control because of this event Um, and specifically in terms of what gun control policy technically is, what it actually does, and what we think we as people should be doing to make sure that these events, these kind of terrorist attacks that are um, epidemic at this point in America don't keep happening. Um, So
1: I think before we get into actual gun policy stuff, I have a few links that, um, that was shared by one of my teachers actually that I think really puts um the whole issue of gun violence in america into perspective and i've already emailed jesse these links and i yeah i um, just don't remember where they are no it's fine i, I emailed them to you no like okay. like just now before the podcast Oh, um, good and so they will definitely be going in whatever description box on whatever platform because they are super duper informative um and really kind of shocked me into no like i was already well aware of how horrible our issue was but it didn't dawn on me just how out of control it was um until i saw these like charts and um statistics so one of these is from a vox article and it's um it's like a, i'm just gonna read it, it bullet points out several um facts uh, comparison facts between america and like the rest of the world Um, surrounding gun violence and it's a mixture of like factual headlines and also like charts so you can see visually um, how striking the difference is so like Mm -hmm. um, one of the facts is America has six times as many firearm homicides as Canada and nearly 16 times as many as Germany so just a couple of other this is a the, the chart that I'm looking at shows homicides by firearm per 1 million people Australia has 1.4 homicides by firearm per, per 1 million people. New Zealand, 1.6. Germany, 1.9. Let's go up to some higher ones. Uh, Canada, 5.1. Luxembourg, 6.2. The second highest is Switzerland, surprisingly, with 7.7. Uh, Jesse, how about you guess how many the United States has?
0: Uh, rate of homicide
1: per 1,000 people? Per 1 million people. Oh, 1 million. So, like, like mm. I just told you, Switzerland has 7.7 7 homicides per 1 million people by firearm. All these other places have, like, 5.1, 4.5. How many do you think the United States has? 5,000? Uh, no, that would actually be off the charts.
0: Um, oh, I, like, don't understand the
1: scale. I'm sorry. That's fine. Um, no, so put it, yeah, here. It, like I said, the chart <laughs> makes it a lot yeah. easier to <laughs> see, but... Um, with Switzerland coming in at the second highest at 7.7 homicides by firearm per 1 million people, the United yeah. States has 29.7. Wow. Which is, yeah. and again, yeah, My the guess numbers, really was
0: off the charts.
1: <laughs> yeah, no. Um, uh, the second headline thing is America has 4.4% of the world's population, but almost half of the civilian-owned guns around the world. Yes. Which let's just 4.4% of the population, but almost 50% of the civilian owned guns around the world. That's insane. There yeah. have been more than 1,500 mass shootings since Sandy Hook. Um, Wait, say that number again. There have been 1,500 mass shootings in America since Sandy Hook. What? Um, and to clarify what constitutes a mass shooting, if I remember correctly, a mass shooting means um, four or more people have been injured by like a gun, not Mm -hmm. including the shooter. Wow. Um, On average, yeah, on average, there's more than one mass shooting for each day in America. This particular chart shows over the course of 303, oh, hold on. Over the course of 336 days, 355 mass shootings occurred. And this was back in 2015. Wow. Yeah, and then there's other... The the thing that I like about this particular link, I'm not going to go through each and every single one of these points, but um, there's some interesting facts about um, like, guns and like, the police. So, and also like, gun deaths. So like, States with more guns have more gun deaths, which debunks the myth, debunks the myth that having more guns, adding more guns into the equation is somehow safer. That's just factually incorrect. Um, And conversely, there's a fact that says states with tighter gun control laws have fewer gun related deaths. Shockingly. Well, here's here's one. Since the shooting of Michael Brown, police have killed at least two thousand nine hundred people. Yeah. What? So uh, the shooting of Michael Brown was in 2014. And as of May 2017, at least 2,902 people have been killed by police. Um, That's insane. Yeah. Uh, for anyone out there who is far more concerned with the safety of police officers in relation to gun violence. Uh, this fact says in states with more guns, more police officers are also killed on duty.
0: And also the issue that we have mostly is civilians owning guns, not, um, you know, like government workers having guns, meaning police officers, military. That's different than being a civilian.
1: Right. Um, so, yeah, that was that. There's a whole bunch more in that in the Vox article um, that puts it into perspective. There's a different article that I was looking at that lists um, – this this uh, compiles what they're dubbing America's gun crisis, like all in one chart. Mm-hmm. And this is actually up to date um, as of uh, October 1st. It ended with October 1st because that was the day of the Vegas shooting. There have been mm-hmm. 1,516 mass shootings in 1,735 days
0: just that's ridiculous
1: very unacceptable and then underneath it it shows a huge chart that uh shows um mass shootings and again uh uh yeah so a mass shooting is defined as four or more people shot in one incident not including the shooter um and those occurred every nine out of ten days on average um yeah and i am shocked because going through this chart there's almost one for every single day like like it was said um and oh wow the vegas the vegas chart goes on and on and on um but it's insane september 24th had four mass shootings in one day all across the u.s um what yeah and like you and we don't here's the other thing here's the thing that is also Mm -hmm. part of what made it so shocking to me to look at this I guarantee you almost no one who's listening to this, and certainly not Jesse or I, yeah. heard any coverage of these mass shootings, and that goes to show how desensitized people have become when it comes to mass shootings, and that's unacceptable. Yeah, When people are getting fucking shot almost every single day, like, four or more people in one single incident getting shot in... the The media should be... We should be in a place where the media freaks out when even one person gets shot yeah, in the streets. absolutely. We're not hearing anything about these other, what I would call, like, quote-unquote, minor incidents because we're just so desensitized to gun violence, and it's unacceptable. Yeah. Um, and then my final uh, link that I wanted to share with everyone um, is... This is one that specifically speaks about how we talk about um, mass shootings, because especially like this particular shooting and prior to this, the Pulse shooting, um, both of those, you know, during their time were dubbed the worst shooting in U.S. history or the worst, the largest mass shooting in U.S. history, those kinds of things. That's incorrect. And the problem with framing it, as such a general thing um, is that it, it completely washes away the entire history of this country pretty much um, mm-hmm. so this particular article talks about if you wanted to um, I'll, I'll just pull a quote right from it um, one of the lines of this article is if the decision is made to add a superlative the Pulse shooting would count as the deadliest shooting in recent or modern history so um, that This was, I don't know why they only. Oh, this, I think that was like a quote that was pulled during the Pulse shooting. Cause I think this, this con, this topic of conversation started with Pulse and then like look at where we are a year later, still, you know, framing these yeah. things in the same way. Um, but this article goes on to list, um, a multitude of mass shootings that occurred in America within the past century, um, that, uh, had a lot more uh actual like murders in one instance than like the vegas shooting or whatever but the so like one i'll just say this one of the um examples that was listed in the article was like there was the eastern saint louis massacre in 1917 which led to the killings of more than 100 black americans who were beaten shot and lynched um wow it's yeah, it's estimated that another 60 to 100 black Americans were killed in a similar act of mass racial violence in Colfax, Louisiana in 1873, which is slightly outside the century mark. But um, there uh, there were the Tulsa race riots, um, which occurred mm-hmm. when a mob of white rioters ransacked a segregated area known as Black Wall Street in a shooting and looting rampage that killed close to 300 people. Um so like what I'm saying is that we the US is no stranger to mass shootings. Um obviously these issues were not reported on because there was no media back then. Um but the we have the statistics clearly because it's in these articles and so I think when it comes yeah. to um when it comes to framing these mass shootings we sh- would would take care to be specific about it so as not to like erase the history that is also rife with mass shootings um, mm-hmm. that often get like swept under the rug
0: so frequently after these uh, largely publicized shootings um, break the news we hear from everyone um, that we need gun policy uh, gun control policy gun control policy reform And I think that is an important conversation that we all need to be having. Um, I think we need to be having it every single day of every single year until it happens. Um, But I recently spoke to uh, someone who thinks that we don't need gun control policy, and I want to sort of parse out why, because I think what he has to say is uh, extremely important. And I learned a lot from this conversation. So the issue with uh, gun control policy, yes. You open your mouth. I was
1: just gonna say, I wanna I wanna put a disclaimer real quick and say that Jesse and I are very much in favor of like getting all these fucking guns like out, just like fucking yeah. get rid of all of them.
0: Yes. Um, we're not
1: we are in no way trying to say we mm, you know what we need, more guns. No, no, no. Yeah. That's the exact opposite of what we're trying to get at. But this particular conversation of gun policy making is different than what I think a lot of people actually know about. Like when Jesse first told yes. this to me, I had literally zero idea that this is how things went down. So keep yes, an open this mind is about exactly, that. Exactly.
0: Yeah. That's why yeah. I want to like sort of share this conversation that I had, because it's different and it's important because um, we think we know what gun policy is, but I've realized that I don't actually know what gun policy is um, through having this conversation. So typically when we think of gun control policy, we think about stricter background checks. We think about maybe um, a buyback to, you know, like get the guns out of people's hands. Um, Or we think about things like uh, maybe limitations to how many guns you can have in your home. All things that, you know, I think we all kind of want at this point. Um, But what he was saying is that a lot of gun control policy specifically targets assault rifles but an assault rifle doesn't have any indication of uh like how quickly the shots come out or how intense the line of fire is because the mechanism is exactly the same all guns at this point you know it's 2017 are automatic all of them are automatic um They all have the same mechanism. What makes something an assault rifle is whether or not, um, it has like, uh, like, um, sort of like a holding thingy. How would I say this? Uh, uh, I'm not going to be able to explain this eloquently, but it's basically a place to hold a hand grenade, uh, that would make it an assault rifle, which first of all, as a civilian, you cannot buy a grenade. So, okay. Um, and then several other little tweaks to the exterior of the gun itself, not to the internalized mechanism. Um, all guns are automatic. They all basically take the same kind of um, like uh, bullets, which I think are frequently called cartridges or magazines. Um, I don't know that much about guns <laughs> um, because I really don't like them. Uh, and so like, because so many politicians are being paid by uh, the NRA or by um, gun manufacturers, in order to get any more gun control policy, it's going to be that they're gonna be talking about assault rifles again, which is, you know, very different than what we actually need to be changing in order to restrict gun violence, which would have a lot to do with handguns, And then, you know, somewhat slightly larger guns, but no one really owns a machine gun. Like, that's just shit you see in movies. Um, So what would need to happen would need to be, you know, limitations on that, but because of the funding that politicians receive, they're going to, you know, just keep on talking about assault rifles, which doesn't include certain kinds of guns that are, you know, smaller, but have the same kind of power to them. Um, And in addition... A lot of these politicians will say, oh yeah, I support gun control policy, but their terms are only like two years, so if they don't, you know, they know they kind of can't get anything real done in the two years of their term, so they kind of go for this easy out with saying like, ah yeah, like I think we should have this policy reform, but they're not going to put in the grunt work, or the heavy work, which also would include actions taken outside of policy reform. Um... A lot of people, myself included, would bring up that we think that it's important to, you know, get the guns out of civilian hands. So the problem with this is that uh, there's more guns than people in the U.S. Um, what? Yeah, no, there are literally more guns than people in the United Un-fucking States. Unfucking acceptable. Absolutely
1: unacceptable. I can't even. You can continue talking. I'm just gonna stew in my own rage over here.
0: Yeah. So there's more guns than people. And we know how Americans are and we know the issue we have with gun control policy with the second motherfucking amendment Mm. to the goddamn U.S. Constitution. I actually like just
1: yeah, I wrote a note on. Yeah, um, I opened up a Word document so I could write down because a bunch of things came to mind that I wanted to talk about after you're done. But the first thing I wrote down was about right to bear arms. So you go ahead and state what it is.
0: Yeah, so the Second Amendment is the right to bear arms, which basically just means that you have the right to have a gun. Um, But... uh, This was... Can I intervene real quick? Yeah,
1: yeah. The thing that I really wanted to say that I wrote in my Word document when making these notes was, uh, quote, right to bear arms was made when fucking muskets were around, not assault rifles. Also, there was the constant impending threat of war happening yeah so on that we, civilian ground you know exactly like, and we didn't really have an organized military when uh, this was being written so it, yeah you know the civilians were kind of the only people to fight in a war the and yep. basically like the entire socio-political economic social apparatus was so unfathomably different uh, yep. when it was being made as it is now and it yeah that's all that's all I'm gonna say
0: yeah so when this was written the right to bear arms you could you know do one shot which you know still wasn't very good comparatively to now but then it would take you another 10 fucking minutes to reload your gun nowadays that shit is automatic you can do like five shots in a row without even like blanking I mean you you probably would so much more than that I know. I was just giving a bad example. I'm sorry. I know nothing about guns. I'm going to keep saying that because I I know very little outside of this conversation that I had yesterday.
1: No, it's fine. Um, Um, But like a lot of assault rifles can put down like not even like assault rifles, like
0: like just regular guns that are... Yeah, handguns. Any kind of gun that classifies as not being an assault rifle because there are like... uh, So some of the most powerful guns are manufactured as assault rifles and as non-assault rifles. Because mm-hmm. I, like I mentioned, it only impacts, like, the exterior of gu- the gun and not the actual internalized mechanism, which is what causes, you know, like, the propulsion and the shots and the number of shots that can go off very quickly. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, yeah, keep going. Um, no,
1: that's, I was just gonna say that, like, and, like, furthermore, like, um. Assu- uh, the, like, especially the kind of guns that I think the shooter in, sorry, the terrorist in Vegas used, um, according to, like, reports and videos that I did not watch, because I can't, I just physically can't handle watching those kinds of videos, um, the shooting was, the the, the shooting would come in waves, but it would be, like, like, minutes long of just rapid fire, um, a complete like downpour of bullets, yeah. So, like, the yeah. <laughs> when the founding fathers were making all this shit, like, they could not even fathom a weapon of mass destruction that is capable of you know this much death when they were writing the right to bear yeah. arms, among other things.
0: Absolutely, so, like,
1: people. What our point is is that people trying to use the Second Amendment to like cling so closely to their guns is.
0: Garbage. A logical fallacy? Yeah. Can we even but, use um, that? Yeah, it's a logical fallacy. Shout out to um, Sand. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, like, some of the struggles with, you know, taking guns away from the American public is that uh just Americans will flip a shit, you know, if that ever happens. You know, create further divides in our country, which is you know, difficult. Um, and also the fact that it's practically impossible to round up that many guns. And also, um, you know, we tried to take away alcohol from Americans before and it didn't work. So I really doubt that, you know, doing something like a buyback or a mandatory, um, confiscation of guns would be an effective way of handling this. Mm -hmm. Um, However, there are other things that we do think, like, might work. I mean, Nicole, did you have anything else that you wanted to say in terms of, like, the, like, complications that we face in terms of gun policy?
1: Um, I think one of the biggest complications when it comes to debating about gun control is uh, the, like, really stubborn American uh, opinion around it, where people, like I said before, are... They're honestly way more concerned about hanging on to guns than uh, protecting people's lives. I, the second note that I wrote in my yeah. notes was, um, and this was actually from a tweet that I saw, and I will hopefully be able to find it and send it to Jesse so we can link it, but um, it basically said the gun control debate was over the minute Sandy Hook happened and no changes were made to combat any kind of yeah. gun violence, because at that moment, we decided that it was okay to kill children so long as people could keep their precious guns.
0: Yep. I think
1: that's probably the biggest uh, obstacle when it comes to gun policy because, you know, these policies are supposed to be made to reflect the American public. And considering so much of the American public is so determined to keep their guns, um, they obviously they don't want their representatives to vote to take them away. And because the representatives like, yes, technically their job here. Here's another thing that is getting to me is that the representatives of this country um like their job they're is little to bitches yes I was gonna say I was gonna say their job is to protect the American people um and sometimes that means not going with what your constituents uh want case in point all of yeah. the uh like the fucking electoral college the entire reason the electoral college was put in place was so that just in case the American public uh, decided to fuck up and uh, vote in a fucking maniac, um, Mm -hmm. the Electoral College can be like, "Mm, here's the thing. We understand what y'all are saying and want, but considering we don't want to plunge the world into immediate war, we're not going to go with what you guys want. Instead, we're going to go with what is best for the country. Unfortunately the electoral college didn't fucking do that um and we can get into did we have we had an episode on the electoral college yet
0: nope but i will write it down oh my
1: god i will that's just going to be literally an hour-long me rant
0: anyway but that's a different
1: thing my my point is that um the representatives that are in congress like jesse mentioned are little bitches (laughs) and um are far more concerned with uh like, bending to the will of every single thing that... I just... I feel very conflicted talking about this, because, like, I I understand, logically, it's their job to vote what the representatives want, but it's dangerous.
0: It's not technically their job to vote as what their citizens want, you know, their constituents. Yeah, if they don't vote that way, they're going to lose a job, but also, you know, they have a moral obligation to... Ensure the safety of their constituents. And by I mean, that's a really good not point, yeah. Like, yeah, like by not voting in the best interest of their constituents' health, they're ultimately, you know, doing them a disservice.
1: Yeah. Yeah. 100%. That's a good way of
0: summing up what I was trying to say. So, very badly. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. So, I guess we'll move on to like what potential solutions are. So, what I'm going to be referencing is essentially what I was told yesterday by the person I was having... Thank you, Keys, for falling. The conversation that I had with this person yesterday who uh, doesn't think gun control policy is going to work in terms of making a difference. Um, I'm not entirely persuaded that it's not going to make a difference. I think there are policies that we need to be putting in place. I think our policy needs to be more specific and avoid the term of assault weapons because, you know, mm-hmm. gun manufacturers have found ways to get around that and will continue to do so. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, I mean, personally, I do think we should limit how many you're allowed to purchase in your lifetime.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but what really, you know, got me were these two solutions that he set. So the first one being one that I think Nicole will also agree with pretty strongly, is that like the media and news reporters and journalists need to stop reporting about um, mass shootings in the way that they are representing them. So, mm-hmm. frequently, you'll hear uh, so-and-so number of people were just shot in this location. Um, this is the worst mass shooting in American history. And then do, like, a month-long profile on the shooter. If they're white. If they are white. And be like, we don't understand. He must have been, you know, so disturbed. Um, Trump said that this shooter was a demented individual. Yikes. um, Which, I mean, at least he wasn't condoning it, you know, like, fuck, I don't trust that man. The bar Um, is
1: so fucking low.
0: I know. Um, But, like, the way that these shootings are represented and reported on sensationalizes them so much and sensationalizes the shooter and the um, sort of aesthetic violence of the act as opposed to the human tragedy, the loss of life, the loss of, you know, um, like... A sense of safety. Yeah, a sense of safety, you know. After a mass shooting, the American public feels immense fear, and people have lost, like, parents or children or, you know, whoever it may be in this circumstance, and these people will always be mourning because when something, like, happens so quickly like that and you suddenly lose someone that you care about, like, that messes you up way more than them being sick for a long time, and, you know, now the emotional cost to these families and the victims and the victims' families is so... Immense, and that's what really should be focused on is you know the human tragedy and what efforts can be done to you know prevent this in the future, as opposed to oh, this is the worst mass shooting, this person was the one who did it, and this is why, or we don't understand why, and this is and, their background. And like, there's a yeah, sorry to interrupt. Um,
1: is it okay if I jump in?
0: Oh, yeah, 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 keep going.
1: <sighs> okay, what. <laughs> one of the things that uh, I've seen is like the humanization of um, these terrorists, if they're white. Yes. Um, so like, for example, with the Vegas shooter, um, there's, uh, I saw so many articles and so many news outlets reporting about how, Oh, he was a grandpa and yeah. um, the family like always thought of him as, I don't know, X, Y, Z um, and all this other just, just, Bullshit. I, no offense, I don't care. I really could not give even less of an iota of a fuck about what this dude's background is. The fact of the matter is that he just fucking unleashed hell upon an entire uh, group of people and it's unacceptable. Um, And the thing that pisses me off so much is that why are we giving these like white men uh, that give or that. Cause such horrendous uh, grief suffering suffering yeah. um, this kind of like weird humanizing almost pass and yet when the terrorist or shooter, uh, whatever you want to call them, turns out to be uh, a person of color, literally the first thing that I ever see come out of news media is I mean them being a labeled as a terrorist. Um, and then almost immediately, yeah, Yeah. or, 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 and immediately their religion is also somehow brought into this, even if it turns out later that this person had no religious ties, um, there's so many, uh, jumps to, oh, like, well, because this person looks like a Muslim, they must be related to ISIS and all this just other, like, bullshit, and you don't hear you don't see the same kind of treat... Like, and, again, I'm not even advocating for this, really, because, again, I firmly believe that people who do these, like, extreme acts of violence don't deserve to get humanized in any way. Um, yeah. But, like, just, just to, like, show that uh, these people of color who, uh, you know, do these mass shootings uh, don't get the same kind of, like, humanizing pass that white people do. It's all... There's just so many fucked up layers to this issue
0: like absolutely Um, no one should be getting a pass for killing any number of people exactly yeah um and
1: so that's just one of the (laughs) things that i always get really really pissed off about when it comes to the media because like jesse said their focus is entirely in the wrong place um yep I know that every single time Jesse and I have had to report on mass shootings or terrorist attacks in the past, like with, um, the whole, (laughs) well, like the entire string of, uh, London attacks that happened all very quickly. Um, and within like a very short time of each other, a short time span of each other, Jesse and I refused to say the shooter's name or whoever, maybe not the shooter, whoever was, uh, Responsible. I think some of them were stabbings. Yeah. Yeah. Whoever was responsible for whatever loss of life occurred, um, we refuse to say the person's name. Um, instead, we yeah. focus entirely on the victims that, uh, you know, either lost their lives or were severely injured and the families that are going to have to deal with the emotional aftermath for years to come. Um, yeah. Because that's so much more important than giving any kind of attention to to just these monsters i i sincerely can't think of another word to describe
0: them yeah no you're absolutely right um and so then i think the last sort of potential solution is one that i found extremely interesting um so the person who was you know telling me all of this information about Guns and gun control policy. And um, I had asked him what he thought should be done since he wasn't in favor of um, gun control policy. And he said, you know, reducing media, sen- sen- reducing media sensationalizing of um, you, these terrorist attacks um, and also uh, having gun safety classes in school, like mandatory for children. Um, so we all know that sex ed is mandatory in all schools. Um, I think that might have been, you know, like a federal bill, right? Yeah,
1: and we probably, but we, we can debate also the quality of that sex ed in a, li- yes. in a later podcast. But oh, fact, yeah. <laughs> just just as like on the surface, the fact is that it's apparently required in all states.
0: Yes. So we're going to keep in mind, we're thinking about like fact based sex ed in this case we're thinking about like evidence-based sex ed not faith-based not abstinence based um so he was like if sex ed is you know required everywhere like for every school then so should gun safety because the reason to have sex ed is not because you definitely will have sex Because, first of all, some people never have sex. Some people can't have sex. Some people just don't want to have it. Um, And, you know, you'll hear a lot of arguments being like, well, if we teach our kids about sex, then it's encouraging them to have sex. We know factually that that's not actually true. There have been studies that show that that's not true, that it doesn't actually encourage people. It just helps them be safer. So the benefits of having gun safety classes would be to... If you are ever in the presence of a gun, how to know how to handle it. If you're in danger, potentially, you know, how to take that gun from someone else in a safe way, um, and also make sure that like no one else gets hurt, how to take control over the situation. If you're, um, in the event of a mass shooting, how to protect yourself and others, but also if you want the opportunity. To handle a gun, you know, for example, for hunting. Or if you are thinking about going into the military, but maybe, you know, you want to know something, like you might want to have experience holding a gun before you get there. That's what these gun safety classes would be to protect yourself. But also if you were ever in the event that you wanted or needed to take care of a gun, you would know how to utilize it. So I think that, you know, treating guns not as this like Demonic mystery weapon might change sort of, the, sort of the way that we interact with them. They should be a tool and not a weapon. You know, I agree. Yeah, um, I just thought
1: there's... that that was like
0: really interesting because I'd never heard anyone talk about that before.
1: Yeah, and I think another uh, another thing to like support that like theory is if we even look at like the sex ed education and even how it's taught um, the more educated an area is on sex ed with like actual good facts um, the lower the (coughs) teen pregnancy rate versus uh, schools that only teach abstinence such as mainly I'm thinking about like the bible belt those places have a much higher uh, rate of teen pregnancy so when you yep So, like, when you underprepare people for, like, certain situations, there's a higher risk of them fucking up in those situations. Trying to um, withhold information from these people for that particular situation in order to, like, somehow, quote-unquote, like, protect them or uh, discourage them from, like, participating in those acts or whatever, just, like, factually, it doesn't line up that's just incorrect. Yeah. Um one other thing that I wanted to to quickly touch upon was like America is um an outlier when it comes to gun violence. Uh yeah. As I mentioned that that first Vox article that kind of lays it out country by country and how how like drastically worse America is with our gun violence issues. We are an outlier um and as like A really developed country Um, it's unacceptable for us to have such horrendous mass shootings and we can really learn and take a page out of uh, other countries books when it comes to gun policy because there are so many um, I literally have like the Wikipedia page pulled up about like different gun control laws and gun control policies in other parts of the world Um, and I mean, one that people always uh, really like to bring up is, like, Australia. So, I, my point here is that, like, what Australia did in response to a mass shooting is, I think, exactly what America should have done to uh, with, like, really with any mass shooting. But, like, especially something yeah. like Sandy Hook, where it was, it was, Sandy Hook was the nightmare scenario. It was the worst yeah. possible situation that people could think of, of uh someone just going into a school and shooting up 20 kindergartners um yeah and we didn't fucking do anything about it but like with australia the re australia hasn't had a uh mass shooting in 21 years maybe maybe more um Mm -hmm. I'm quoting straight from this, and I'll also uh, link you to this particular article. It's from, like, factcheck.org. Okay. And it's about gun controls. Well, it's about Australia's gun controls. So it says, uh, in 1996, Australia passed the National Firearms Agreement after a mass shooting in Tasmania in April of that year. In that incident, a 28-year-old man armed with a semi-automatic rifle shot and killed 35 people and injured 18 others in what was known as the Port Arthur Massacre. So, like... Yep. Immediately following a, a, you know, a huge mass shooting, uh, Australia was like, we need, this needs to change immediately. This will never happen to us again. Uh, and guess what? It didn't. Australia immediately changed its gun control policy, and they haven't had a mass shooting there in, like, over two decades.
0: Yep, yep. The person that I spoke to um, disagreed that following other models would be effective, but um, I want our listeners to know that Nicole and I do believe that we need to model a lot of our policies after other countries who have had effective gun control policy changes. Yeah, I, that have led I to real outcomes. I, I
1: personally don't understand people's um, refusal to even like think about uh, trying to model ourselves after other countries that have had successful gun because like that just doesn't how else would we have gotten as, like, scientifically advanced as we are now if we hadn't followed the models of people all around the world? It's... I I really can't wrap my head around this, like, refusal to even entertain the idea. Um, but yeah. that's... We don't even have to spend much time on it. And I just I just wanted to bring that up because, like, I am a firm believer that we should absolutely be learning from each other. Like, we're all... Human. Yeah. We're all living on this fucking rock floating in space. Um that is unfortunately slowly dying, but <laughs> that's another yeah. that that's a that's a different episode. Um but like w- there's only one <coughs> race, the human race. The human
0: race. What about NASCAR?
1: Good. I'm so glad you said that. <laughs> I want people to know that I am actually not one of those people that says, "Oh, there's only one race." Um but like whatever. Point of order is that we can learn a lot from each other, and America certainly, one hundred and ten percent, needs to learn. From I really other thought you were people. about
0: to say that America sucks.
1: That's like my internal monologue all the time. <laughs> um, yeah, because I think one of the most heartbreaking things about living in America and. Um, seeing all of these not even just mass shootings but like literally every single thing that has been going wrong lately with us yeah is that we can do better i yeah. fully i so very strongly believe in this country and its ability to change and do better and be an incredibly uh, amazing like leader in the world that kind of sounded like mm-hmm. i was advocating for like a dictatorship that's not what i'm going for <laughs> um But i'm saying like we're we're a very very powerful country um and we have the power to be a really important force for like good positive change in the world and the thing that's just like very disappointing to me and why i've become so very disenchanted with um the our country as of late and why you hear me saying things about like oh like america sucks is that i just i know in my heart that we can do better I have so much faith in this yeah. ac- in this country's ability to do better, and that's why I want it to change. And I think critiquing the parts of America... Acknowledging that there's things wrong with America and, you know, critiquing it and hoping for a change is kind of like the first step in reaching that
0: potential. Yeah. That's the most patriotic thing I've ever said. <laughs> yeah, I yeah wow that was a lot so I think
1: on um, that note we're going to wrap it up
0: yeah so uh, we are now on Stitcher so if you hated listening to us on SoundCloud or iTunes (laughs) and you would rather listen to us on Stitcher we're there now Um, also feel free to and by feel free I mean please please do like our Facebook page Avocado Toast Podcast and join our Facebook group Avocado Toast lovers I think is what it is um, our email yes. is still the same I think I forgot to put it in the description of the last episode I will do that um, and you know I think that is it uh, happy Sukkot everyone uh, I have been Jesse Alperin
1: I've been Nicole Lotto
0: I'm gonna munch
1: I'm gonna crunch dun, 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 dun. we should link that vine too
0: yeah we really should so people know it. Can get her like this?
1: This is the coming, coming clean
0: podcast. let's stand like With I'm Sam ben and Marty.
1: If you're looking for a dose of mid-2000s nostalgia, check out the Coming Clean podcast where we talk about iconic shows like MTV's Laguna Beach and the Hills. Find us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts.